Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a resource for your ongoing self-improvement. All of the PSI classes are designed to support you in your own personal transformation as you create the life of your dreams. And tonight, the topic for our call is 1 plus 1 equals 3. We have hundreds of people on the line here, and we will get to as many questions as we can. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for this evening, Mr. Tim O'Kelly. Tim attended the basic seminar in 1987, and as a result of an exercise he did on Saturday night of the class, he established a dream of becoming a basic instructor for PSI seminars. Through applying the tools he learned in the basic, including the concept of one plus one equals three that Tim will discuss with us tonight, he was able to live that vision and become a basic instructor. He has also facilitated at PSI 7, the Life Success Course, as well as the Men's Leadership Seminar. In addition to being a dynamic facilitator, he is also a brand new dad. So we are very excited to have him join us on this call and look forward to what he has to share with us. So please join me in welcoming Mr. Tim O'Kelly to the call. Tim, are you there? I am here. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. Um, I just wanted to, to, again, say, Kat, thank you very much for asking me to do this call. And, again, and I do think I say this every time I just caught myself, that it is an honor to be asked to do uh, these calls, given how many people uh, we have in our company that could do these. And uh, to be asked to do this one, um, the, the honor that it is for this one is this was a concept. This was a uh, a thought, a concept, a tool that was one of Mr. Wilhite's big ones. And I was just talking, you know, a little bit ago uh, to Kat about this this philosophy and this idea and, and just just about the questions that would come in on this because this one I think is the one that is misunderstood most by people. That's a guess I'm going to throw out there. I could be really wrong, but it's a guess I'm going to do because why? It was the one I did not understand most for a long time. This is the I am concept. These were two that I just took them as, oh, they're nice. It's just a really great idea. One plus one equals two. I thought it was fun. I came home and taught it to my daughter that what they're teaching you in school was wrong. I'm just kidding, but we did play with that. And then I got to studying it, and I started looking at it, and I started going, what does Mr. Wilhite say about this? Because here's my interpretation of it. When I, was, when I was new to this, when I was young, it was literally the idea that when, you know, when, when people work together, it's just a really good thing. You know, you get more done. That's how I took it. And that's how I think a lot of people take that concept. It, and, and to me, I, it, my thought was so light. It was so surface, thinking I understood the concept. But then I found out later that's really not what Mr. Wilhite, when he talked about this concept, what he ever meant by that, um, that just when people work together, it's a really positive thing. It's a really good thing. So find somebody, work together with them, it's a really wonderful thing. So what I'm going to do here in the short time that I have is I'm going to do my interpretation of Mr. Wright's interpretation of 1 plus 1 equals 3. Because as you, as you heard Kat tee up this call, it is concepts from the basic course. And so that's what I must stay true to is what was the concept in the basic course? Now, could we all sit and have conversations about how we can use 1 plus 1 equals 3 in so many different areas of our life and, and how it's – but I want to stay true to the basic course and what Mr. Wilhite talked about, 1 plus 1 equals 3. So to start this, what I want to talk about is this idea of synergy. We have – you cannot have a conversation about 1 plus 1 equals 3 without the conversation of synergy. And just a simple definition of synergy is this – you know, the, the way that I understand it is a synergistic experience is when one or more work together. Now, that's the part where I went, okay, good, I like that. That's valid. One plus one, you know, when two people work together, okay, I got that. Then I, it equals a, a third. Well, I just interpret it as, well, it's just, that's, that's, that's more. You know, it's just really good. But when you have a synergistic experience, for example, 
if you were, and I don't know if you're right or left-handed, so I'm going to use myself but, and just make up a number here. But if I reached down with my right hand and picked up 30 pounds free weight, okay, and lifted 30 pounds, just like that, okay? Now, I take my left hand, and I could probably do a little bit more with my left hand, so let's say 40. So I can free weight 40 with my left hand, okay? So that's my right hand working separate, my left hand working separate. Synergy says that when right plus left work together, it's not just a good thing. What happens is something else is created. Now, see, that's what I missed for so many years, was that something else is unlocked, something else is, can be created, something else can explode then. I just took it as it works well. It's just a positive thing. Oh, no, no. What he's talking about that literally something unlocks and explodes and it works. And how you, if you took a look at the right and left arm there, so in theory, that if I can lift 30 with my right, 40 with my left, then if I put both of them down together and lifted, well, the theory is I could lift 70 pounds, right? 30 and 40. I could lift 70 with both. But see what happens when the two work together? There's a synergy that takes place that creates something much larger than what left and right can do. See, that's the point I missed right there, is that it creates something much larger. So can I lift 70 with both? Oh, no. It's over 100-some pounds with both. I can, how does that work? If my right is this powerful, my left is, but you put those two together, it creates something much larger. That's what Mr. Wilhite talked about. And so how he re talked about it, the, the concept that's in the basic course where he identified this one plus one equals three is that if you can imagine for the graduates who are listening to the call, uh, the trinity of consciousness. Okay, for the people that are on the call that have not taken the basic course yet, if you can imagine a circle and then a little, little line underneath it connected to a larger circle, you almost like a, 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 the picture of a snowman, the image, a smaller circle and then a, the middle one is a, is, a, is a bit bigger and the bottom one, now, unlike a snowman, and the bottom one is, is infinite. Just this, it's almost you see a half circle, and you cannot see the rest of it because it's so massive. And that's what the structure of it was. The top one is finite, the second one is finite, but the third one is infinite. Okay, so the magic that occurs, Mr. Wilhite talked about, is when the conscious mind. Okay, so let me just reiterate a little bit what goes on in the conscious mind. The conscious mind has everything to do with our reason and our logic, uh, and our five physical senses. So when we walk into a room, for example, our eyes are looking around, we see the chairs in the room, we're using our analytical mind, as some people call that, to think. The purpose of our conscious mind is it thinks so it can make a decision. So when I walk into a room I've never been in, my conscious mind is alive and working well and it's making a decision using my eyes, my ears, my sight, my everything to make a decision of where to sit in a room. Okay, So it's a very, very valuable tool. It's the decision maker. Now, I'll go beyond this. It's a powerful tool. I'm going to say it's the first step of anything because if you think about it, the first step of anything is making the decision. So if we're going to connect this with anything we want in our life, how we start this process, if you imagine, well, the right arm is the conscious mind. It's the one that makes the decision. It's the farmer out in the field he talked about. If you have a very fertile field, and beautiful, rich, Folgers coffee soil, you know, that sparkly, just beautiful earth. And then you have a farmer. Well, the farmer is the conscious mind. The farmer is the one who plants the seed. You know, think of you, have you ever going to plant? Anybody here on the call, think about this, because I know you cannot speak right now, but think about, have you ever going to plant? And the answer is no, you're never going to plant. You don't have the capacity to grow a plant. What you do have the capacity is make a decision what seed to plant into the ground. But you, by yourself, cannot grow a plant. You don't have what it takes. That's important to know about the conscious mind. Its job is to make the decision of what we want in our life. I want a relationship. I want health. I want uh, wealth. I want to make a difference. I want, without making a decision, all this magic and power that we have just sits, does nothing. And we survive. We have a default setting of survival inside of us already. So we can go to work, we can make as much money as we need to maybe get along, but to live an extraordinary life never will. That's why we have the conscious mind to make a decision, to get out of default, which is not okay anymore, to just settle, just to, just to have, you know, normal, 
just, you know, we're going to wake up and look for food. That's what, you know, a homeless person, you know, is operating from that default setting of survival. What I'm talking about is living an extraordinary life. We've got to start activating that number one, which is make a decision of what we want. Okay, now, that's its only job. Then what happens is the second part, if you remember that circle underneath, the second one, the full one, well, that has packed with so much beauty in it that all its job is is to support whatever decision we make. Now, let me be careful on that. There is one part of it that we really, really understand, and this is what I missed when Tom Wilhite talked about this, and this is what his point was. This is the part that we didn't I, – I, let me just speak for me. I didn't understand well, I just thought, okay, conscious mind makes a decision, subconscious mind takes that decision, and then superconscious mind makes it happen. You know, and I went, okay, great. But then I went through all these years of thinking that and going, why? It's not working. And maybe it just takes a long time. I don't know, but it's just it's not, it's not getting me the result. And that's what prompted this study, a really, really intense study about what he was talking about. So you have to understand, in the subconscious, there's an area where our beliefs exist. Now, let me cover a couple of words that people use. Beliefs, programs, opinions, uh, our thoughts, you know, our, our, our opinions about the world, opinions about people, the opinions about them. We have our belief systems, okay? And we generated those belief systems usually by the, the age of eight years old. Okay, so we have an area that literally is, is like a catcher's mitt in that second circle there. Now, the magic of this is that the only thought that can pass through the subconscious mind are thoughts that line up with our beliefs. The thoughts that line up with our true beliefs. This is the key right here. Because next to it, if you look at the circle, it's got the autonomic nervous system, the part that keeps our heart beating and all that. We don't have to do anything. We're connected to imagination. We have a full, full realm of creativity in the subconscious mind connected to the superconscious mind. We have everything we've ever experienced. Our memory is there. And so, I mean, emotions are there. You know, intuition flows to this. It's just magic. But I think what most people miss is that part where the beliefs are. So let me talk about beliefs just real quick, and I'll, uh, then I'll lay out the one plus one plus three. So let's say that I have a belief that is very deep, fundamental belief that the world, oh, let me make one up that people would have. The world is a, well, you know, Einstein even said this, that all you have to do is ask yourself one question, and that will dictate whatever you have in your life, and that's do you believe that you live in a hostile universe or a friendly universe? Okay, so let's say, that I have a belief, based on events in my life, that the world is a hostile universe. Okay? So if I believe this at a deep level, and then I'm off in my world, and then I have a thought with my conscious mind, I want to have a great relationship. Okay, there, there's a problem right there. This one, this thought, is not going to make it all the way through. Because if you've ever heard this, thoughts become things. Well, let me, let me clarify something that Mr. Wilhite said about that. Not all thoughts become things. Okay, there's a mechanism in our brain that will make sure that that doesn't happen. And something called, well, we can have fleeting thoughts. Well, those aren't going to go through and go to the superconscious and then pull forth everything. Like we can just walk down the street and trip and go, oh, poop. I, I did not set, set this up well. I didn't have another example here. I was going to say in other words, but let me just say, oh, poop, right? You know what I'm talking about. Well, if thoughts become things, and that would say, if I had that thought, oh, poop, then I would poop right there, okay? If thoughts become things, well, that's a trigger that we have in our mind that any fleeting thought does not make it all the way through, so it's not going to happen. Well, having a wonderful relationship with humanity or having a relationship with a person is not going to make it through. Why? Because I have a deep belief that we live in a hostile universe. When I believe that we live in a hostile universe, that dream that one is not going to make it through there. Okay, let me take this example. Say that some woman or man, let me use an example of a woman because I'm the other. Say a woman doesn't believe she's pretty. She doesn't believe she's attractive. And she's standing there. And a man comes up to her and thinks that she is attractive and walks up to her and says, oh my God, I, 
you're very attractive. But if she doesn't believe that, what's going to happen? You're right. It's not going to make it through because she has a belief that she's not. She's going to deflect it, say, oh, you're lying, or I know what you want. You all want the same thing, or she will find a way to deflect it. In other words, she, it's not going to happen where he walks up and says, you're beautiful, and then she all of a sudden goes, oh, my God, I am. Oh, my God, thank you so much. I feel so different. It doesn't happen that way. So this is where most people do not experience true 1 plus 1 equals 3 when they have that conflict between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So what's the solution? And this is where magic happens when we understand the solution. The magic happens when we understand this and then do the work on our belief systems. So that if I have a dream of having a great relationship with human beings, do you see that that belief I have that the world is a hostile universe and people hurt each other? Do you see that those two conflict? That dream or that idea will die. It is shot down by the belief system. So what's the solution? You got it. We have to alter, shift, and change and transform our belief systems so that we can have a synergistic experience between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind where the conscious mind says, I want a, a great relationship. And our belief structure says, I live in a friendly universe. Human beings are wonderful. I love them. And when those two align with each other, there is nothing that can stop you. And, and, and nothing. And that's what Mr. White talked about. There's absolutely nothing. But see, what most people I believe in, what I see even doing this work around is that what the unwillingness to do is to see those deep beliefs in us and then literally change those beliefs. And that's what all of this work is. I just had a great experience of coming up to Principia. And I, you know, just the value, oh my God, of just continuing to do this work. Because people even ask me, don't you get tired of it? Of coming up here to the same course? Oh, it's never the same course, believe me. Because I'm never the same one. And there's the speakers that are there and the people there, all we're working on one thing is consistently changing our belief systems. In the basic course, that's what you will start to look at is what our our belief system. Because once one plus one equals three happens, meaning the conscious mind and the subconscious mind agree with each other, okay, one plus one, then that takes place, then the magic happens. And that's where that dream is shot down into the superconscious. Okay, now, let me touch one more thing on this one. That's why emotions play such a big part. If you can see the diagram right now, the emotions are right next to that channel between the superconscious and the subconscious. So whatever it is that you really feel a lot and you're passionate about, that is the fuel that shoots that dream to the superconscious. If you have little emotion on it, it sends it very short. I'm going to use a strange analogy, but it just worked for me. I just have a a new child in my life. I have a nine-month-old son. And think of that whole process, the sperm and the egg. If you can picture that, the strongest sperm gets there. The other ones that are not strong will die. It's the same thing in a weird way. It is the same thing with our thoughts. The ones that have the most energy on them. So that's where you've heard Mr. Wilhite talk about what 1 equals 3 is. Whatever you fear the most and you believe, you'll create. If you fear and you truly do believe that you're not capable, you're not going to make the money, you're not going to have a great relationship, it's just not possible, and you really believe that and you fear it, that's what you'll create because that is synergy. So that's what I did not understand is synergy works either way. Whatever I fear and have the most energy on, I'm going to create. But then also, whatever I'm the most passionate about and excited about and I believe that human beings are incredible, and what happens when I am with another human being? I can believe more. I can think more. I can love more. We can go further because we're experiencing synergy. And that's the true source of what he meant by one plus one equals three is when you have the alignment of the conscious, subconscious, and then the superconscious, make sure that whatever we believe will happen. Okay, now, another area that Mr. Wilhite talked about, and then I'm going to take some questions here. Um, Mr. Wilhite talked about when, now that we have an understanding of synergy, is he also talked about the, uh, the peace of mind square, the four different natures that make up a human being, okay? The four different, natures that, four different natures that make up a human being. We have a physical body, 
So this physical body that I'm touched right now, my arm and my, my legs, this is my physical body that I've been given to take this journey with. I also have an emotional body, my emotions. I also have a mind, and I also have a spiritual nature. And he also talked about the magic when all four of those are working. Then, again, not just that it's a great thing, it's a phenomenal thing because something then takes place that I didn't understand. So when I'm working on my body, getting it more in shape, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, that's what's great about it. If I know to myself that it's going up on the scale, then it's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. So if I know it's going up, I'm eating better, I'm, I'm meditating more, I'm taking more conscious effort with making myself, my body better. And then I'm working on my emotional state, being able to express my emotions, to share my feelings, to not hide them, not harbor them, perfect self-expression, okay? One of the things that you can do to, much, to live a much happier life is to express yourself. Okay, so I have emotions, I have thought to express them, to feel them, not to feel numb all the time, not to feel angry all the time, but to have liberty over my emotions, okay? And then I have a mental nature, which is my mind, using my mind to produce results. And then I have a spiritual nature, my connection to a higher power, whatever I call that to me. It could be energy, it could be God, it could be source, it could be whatever. Now, when I have all four of those working, not perfect, mind you. He never said that, and he made clear about that. It wasn't being perfect. Hell, if they, excuse my language. If <laughs> I get excited about this. If they were all at level four, then something else can take place. If they're all just level five, something else can take place. And that is when you have all four of our natures working together and they're growing, then something is unlocked. Just what he talked about. Something magical happens. Something phenomenal happens. And that's called peace of mind exists then. Peace of mind, truly that peace of mind that I believe all of us are searching for. And that doesn't come just by thinking, I want peace of mind. No, it comes from, he called it the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You know, the, the, the four horses, he had a color for each of the horses, four horses, the four natures, when they're all working together, that's when we are the, ultimately the most happiest. But they've got to be working together. They've got to be experiencing a synergy, a synergy, okay? So I know that I'll get more into this because my time is up as so I look at the clock right now. So, Kat, let's take some questions, please. We have some great questions. Uh, the first one is, how does one plus one equal three pertain to me having everything that I want? Oh, okay. Um, boy, that's a, that's a huge question. Um, that, that is, well, it's, it's really what we just talked about, that um, if I, whatever it is that I want, how the one plus one equals three works with this is, I have to first, I'm willing to make a decision that I want that. And then what I have to do is do the work. And that, that's why these classes are so phenomenal. And, and I'm talking PSI seminars. Every single class they have all works on the same thing. And, and you know, I just, just don't stop graduates out there. Uh, people that have never been to the course yet, and you do the course, don't stop. You just, we've got to keep working. These the belief systems that we have are deep. Okay, they're not just going to change because we want them to change. It does take work. That's the work we have to do. Because when we fully believe something, it's when you'll get, do you remember, remember the, the, uh, what the mind, whatever, excuse me, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. That's one plus one equals zero right there. You see that? What the mind of man can conceive, which is in our mind, See the picture, make a decision. That's a whole other lecture right there. That's all visualization. That's all our mental discipline. That's the mental side of us. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. Notice it doesn't say whatever the mind of man can conceive, he can achieve. No, it's conceive and believe. That's one plus one. So whatever you want, here's all you've got to do is be willing to decide what it is that I want and make a decision about it. And then the second part is to be real clear on do my beliefs line up with that? So if you want to make a lot of money, what are your money beliefs? What are your beliefs about you having money? Are any of them negative? You know, I heard Reverend Beckwith this last week uh, talk about this when he said, you know, if you want more money and you see somebody with a lot of money, what do you think? Well, your beliefs will show you something right there. If your beliefs are, oh, I hate people like that or, 
I hate rich people, or rich people are thieves. You're not, you're not, you don't understand one plus one equals three. If you did, you would see them with their money or their car or however, a nice house. You would what? You would love that. You would respect that. And you would even have the thought, well, good for you. You know, because how can you ever have a lot of money if you think rich people are blank or negative or mean or crooks? Your, your conscious mind can never make that happen for you because deep belief, you don't believe that having money is a good thing. So get, in, get clear on what are your beliefs and get your beliefs turned it's like if you, t- you know, I just saw this picture. I've never seen this picture before by talking about it, but just seeing this picture. It's like that second one is a dial, and it's got a clear valve all the way through. You've got to turn those beliefs until click. Then, it's a, then there's that line, you know, between like a, a vault. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it's a real clear picture. And then like, you know, um, a, a faucet and a hose and the well, you know, the, that, that, that valve is the, the key. You have the source, all this energy in the ground, and then you have the hose. Well, it's not going to come out until you turn it and open that valve. We've got to do the same thing with our beliefs. That's why all this work is so important. Anything you can do that causes you to shift a belief about humanity, about wealth, about love, about whatever you want, we've got to have that synergistic experience because then that's what brings it to us. Because, and this, this would be holding the lecture right here, how the law of attraction works. But you have to have the one plus one equals three. And the three is this, is this energy of coming to you. You will attract it in your life. You don't go out there and find it, even though a lot of us think we do because of a belief that goes, I have to go out there and make it happen. I have to work hard for it. No, we don't. The hard work is getting our beliefs in place. Once our beliefs are in place and in alignment, it comes to us. And I'm not saying that money comes and drops on our lap, no. But I guarantee it, people will call. People will call. I'm not joking. People will call. What's your, I hear you were talking to somebody the other day. You've got this idea. You've got this service. That's how connection works. We're not here on this planet alone. We don't have to do it alone. We are connected to everything. And that, that's one deep belief that we must break up, that we're separate. That if we do believe that we are connected, then we'll get it. I don't have to go out and make it happen. I have to go out into the world, I have to talk, I have to engage, I have to open my mouth, share my dream, tell people what I want. And then because of a network that we have, that network will always work for us. And that's why it's there. It will bring our goal to us through opportunities, through people calling, through jobs that just popped in. We've all had that happen. So it doesn't matter what area of our life we want those goals. We can have it in anything. We just got to get those beliefs in line with the dream. What a mind of a man can conceive and believe we can achieve one plus one equals three. Okay, next question. Next question. This is from a gal in Denver. And uh, she says, I am so disengaged from life and people. How do I get myself out of it? Well, hello, Denver. Um, great, great question. Because I think we've all, as we're sitting here on the phone, maybe have thought that before. Um, you have, at some level, it sounds like that there has been a, an attempt to disconnect. Uh, even though if you really understand connection, we cannot actually disconnect. But we can do a lot of stuff to put up enough walls to hide behind for a while. And the the thing that I would go to right there, that's always a sign for me right there that my belief systems are not in alignment with what I want. Because when our belief systems say we live in a beautiful world, that everything happens in this world for a reason, there's no bad or good, right, and wrong, that can be very disenfranchising. It's very, just gets very tiring. But when we believe, beliefs like, all there is is love, and some people on this call will disbelieve that, and that's okay, but that's my point. You have to understand, it's whatever we believe is what we'll create. Whatever we believe. Okay, so when we have beliefs that are dark, is what I call them, we will be dark. And we don't want to be with people. We don't want to look in people's eyes. We just want to stay alone. We want to stay at home, get on the computers, get on Facebook, uh, and just be sad. Okay? So if that's the case, here's my strong recommendation. Is one, if you're a graduate, get back to the basic course. Um, if you've done all the work, make sure you're signed up for Principia next year. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking either. You've got to stay in the game. Stay in with people and hear other people's conversations about how wonderful things are. 
And there you start shifting your belief systems. Okay, get yourself back into, if you're not, if you haven't done these classes, don't expect them to change by not doing any work. Get yourself into a class and start changing those beliefs and get those beliefs back to where they're bright. Because then we feel so much, in, there's nothing you can do. I'm serious, I've said, there's nothing you can do to hold down the energy, to hold down the vibrancy that you experience when you turn those beliefs to a much more positive and experience that one plus one equals three. And then the other thing I do is when you're out in the world, as best you can even right now, is walk outside and go look at something that causes you to feel good about life. Even if it's looking at a tree. I just opened the blind right now and looked outside. The first thing I see is this huge, beautiful tree. And just stand up and just look at it for a moment and realize how beautiful nature is and just take a moment to look around. That right there starts the process. And then the next step would be to do the same thing with a human being, to go take yourself to lunch, take yourself to dinner, and just have a contact with the waiter or the waitress and find something that's wonderful about them and then compliment them. Even if it's the tie that they're wearing, you just connected right there. And when two people connect, wow, it feels great. Okay? I wish you well. I really do. I hope you get out there in the world, compliment some people, and start changing those beliefs. Okay? Next person. All right. So here's a question from L.A. Uh, they're asking, I am in a new relationship and want to know how I can apply one plus one equals three. Got it. Good question. Um, and if you have been listening, I hope you did get your answer to the question, but I will specifically do that. Um, if you're in a new relationship, um, let me just say it this one. If you want to have a number 10 relationship, Here's one way to do it. You have to be a 10. Focus on you being a 10. And do not focus on the person or the relationship as much. Because when we do that, we find things that they need to do different. They need to change. We look for those little things that we don't like sometimes. But if you want to have a 10 relationship, a great relationship, then your job in that relationship is you working on you being a 10. And some people go, that's selfish. Yes, it is. But that's what works. Now, so I'm not saying take from them. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about, well, if we use the, 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 uh, the four natures of man, how's your health doing? Okay? Are you improving on your health area? Okay? How are your emotions? You know, can you control your emotions? Do you experience all of them? Or have you just found one that you like? But can you experience all of them? When you go to a movie, do you experience the movie or do you watch the movie? That's two different things right there. Experiencing a movie. Feeling it. Crying when it when there's oh, no I don't cry I I don't I only feel this and expanding your emotion being able to be passionate like I am right now well that's not that, that doesn't go over so well in the world well it does in my world right um, so to be passionate to be and and there's times when we're angry and, and to allow ourselves to be angry not take it out on anybody else though <laughs> and not to blame anybody else either but to feel that because there's a value of that as long as we keep it in check and not take it out on anybody else. And then how's your finances doing? Are your finances growing? Do you have them in check? Are they getting bigger? And how's your spiritual connection? That's how to have a great relationship because all four parts of you are working. And that's when whoever the relationship is going to look at you and go, I want to be with all of that right there. I want all of that versus I'm going to stay where I am and my relationship needs to be great. He or she needs to be so phenomenal. Now, I'm good here. That it's not going to be a great relationship. So work on you. Be a 10. Have your thoughts be wealthy. Have your thoughts be a 10. Have your emotions be a 10. Have your viewpoint of life be a 10. Have your belief systems be a 10. And then someone's going to want to be around that. And I will say this, there's going to be a lot want to be around that. Because really there's not that many that do it. Okay? Next question. Next, uh, I have another guy in California here, and he wants to know, how can a mastermind group stay connected? In the past, I've been in mastermind groups that haven't worked out over the long term, and so what makes a successful mastermind group? Great question. Um, I look at mastermind as the same thing, you know, with the, the, uh, the peace of mind square. You know, you get all four components working together, or you get one plus one plus three working together. A mastermind, there's some specific laws around mastermind. And um, one of them is, is that a mastermind comes together and it's an organic process. It literally is a spiritual process. 
that we really don't have that much control over. The one thing, there's a couple things that we can do is what is the common purpose or take common out of there, please. I, I apologize for saying that. What is the purpose of the mastermind? We've got to be really clear on that. This is, I've been in many masterminds that have failed. And what we all realized was that there were too many mixed agendas there. We have to be really clear on the purpose of us coming together. Not saying it's one thing, but underneath it, everybody gets to go and contribute their own personal agenda, looking for business, looking for sales, but yet calling it this wonderful mastermind. So everybody's got to be in alignment with the purpose. Okay. Now, some people are not going to be. And then what has to happen in a true mastermind is those people must take themselves out. And that process will always take place if you let it. You don't want to fire someone for mastermind. This is one of the laws of mastermind. You do not fire somebody. Someone will remove themselves if they're not aligned with that vision or the purpose. They will figure it out and go, this is not what I want to be in. And they'll leave, and that is a beautiful thing. Now, please hear, it's a beautiful thing for them, and it's a beautiful thing for us in the mastermind. So there has to be no hard energy at all or negative energy on that. Good for you, and then good for our mastermind here. And then what it does is allows an opening for somebody else to come in. Okay, so it's almost like it's, it, you stay on the purpose. And then the second part of, a, of it is there's got to be some accountability of some kind for a mastermind to work, that each person has some kind of accountability. Uh, now, I don't have time to go through all of that um, because there's so much to that as far as what, what types of accountability, what types of, of, uh, of masterminds are they? Are there masterminds to produce funds? Are there masterminds to produce a school? Are there masterminds to produce, you know, there, God, it could be so many things. So how I can say that uh, there's the same thing, accountability for all, it's not. But, and so if I'm in a mastermind, I have to contribute something to this mastermind. So when we're talking about something, if you, were, if you, meet, work, ha, if you meet weekly, thank you, if you meet weekly, then if I'm going to contribute to the mastermind, I, I have got to be able to say what I'm bringing to this this next week. Instead of just thinking, most masterminds fail because they sit around and think and just talk, but nothing ever really happens. So get clear on the purpose, contribute to it by saying, here's what I will bring to this group by our next meeting. And now everybody does that, you've got a great mastermind. And if someone figures out, you know what, I don't want to do that giving part. I just want to receive, the mastermind won't work for them. But if you stay true to the mastermind, it won't work for them and they'll have to leave. And don't get upset when someone leaves. No, it has to happen for it to be a true mastermind. Okay? Next one. Great. Uh, this question comes from Vancouver, Canada. And he says, uh, he wants to know, I still get stuck when it's time to connect with others. I'm usually tense and nervous. How do I succeed in this? Okay. Great, great question. And again, what I love about this, it all goes back to the same thing. You're going to get tired of me of hearing this. If you're tense and nervous, check with, see, that's our emotions. So what are your beliefs about connection that cause nervousness? What are your beliefs about connection that cause you tense to tighten up? What, can, what beliefs about connection that cause you to, to hold back? Okay, so you've got to check in with, if you want to connect with a person well, stop and look at what's the value of connecting with someone. Like, why do you want to? You know, and, and get clear in your mind, what's the value of having a connection with someone? Well, it, just, it feels good. Okay, great, even if it's just that. Um, but if you are tense and you're nervous about it, all I'm going to say is you've got some beliefs that you need to work on about connections, about you being connected, about the magic of connection. Um, you know, just like... This is, I'm not saying that you think this way, but people who have this a belief that failure is bad. Now, I'm not saying that you do, caller. Please hear that. I'm using an analogy. Uh, that, uh, that fear, uh, that, that failing it is bad. I, I don't want to fail. See, that's a belief that just does not work because what's that going to cause you to do? You're not going to go out there and do a lot. You're only going to do what you know you can do. So that means there's no risk again. So you're not going to create anything great by just creating what you already know you can do, okay? So this fear of failure and that failure is bad 
is going to cause you to be tense. It's going to cause you to be nervous. It's going to be a lot of anxiety around opening a company, thinking that this has to succeed or this connection has to work. This has to be my next relationship. No, it doesn't. If you understand a little bit more about that we do have to fail our way to success and you have that belief, then you're freed up that this relationship might work. This relationship might not work, but yet underneath it all, it all works because I'm learning something. I'm meeting somebody. I'm having a conversation with somebody, and I'm going to be talking about me and talking about what I want. They're going to be talking about what they want, and then it might not be a romantic relationship. That's fine, but now you've left, and that person knows a little bit about your dream. They might talk to somebody else and go, hey, wait a minute. I just talked to somebody. Let me give them a call. You just connected with the universe, and it, that's just another venue for it to come to you. So if you get your beliefs in line instead of your fears, get out of the fears and look at the true value. All right, next one. Uh, next one is uh, from Hawaii here. What if someone else is not committed? Uh, how can I still work with one plus one equals three in my relationship? Mm, great question. Um, well, I guess the easiest way to talk about that is, is um, what I addressed in a moment is, you know, when you set goals, um, you know, the tricky part about being in relationships is you can never set a goal for somebody else, you know, and, and sometimes we think we should be able to, that we are going to be happy or we are going to go make this happen. And, man, once we say that we word, we're actually in trouble. Um, so as far as your vision, as far as your dreams, as far as that, it's it's always been said in any teachings you'll ever see is you cannot make up somebody else's mind. You cannot set a goal for them. So if you're in a situation where someone is not committed to the end result, whatever that might be, this is where you get to, you know, there's basically three levels. You get to, if you fully accept that, you know what, they're not behind, oh, I don't know, maybe it's a venture you're taking on or something, and if they're not behind it, they're not committed to it, one place you're going to go to is fully accept that. Okay, wait a minute. I accept that, and I don't have to have them to create this. Okay. Now there is one caveat to that, and that is if they don't want to be in the relationship, then we got another issue here. But I'm just saying, as far as you know, if if you're working on something and your partner is not working on the same thing, if you're committed to it, you can still get it without the partner. Okay. That's one plus one equals three. It doesn't take somebody else to make it happen. You can make it happen with the universe's help. In your belief systems, you can make it happen. And, yes, yeah, do they get to experience the, the, the wonder of it? Yes, they do. So one thing you can do is accept. Okay, wait, I got it. They're on their path. I'm on mine right now. And as far as these goals, I'm fine. I can still make it happen. One plus one equals three because it, it works with you. Okay, now, if it's a relationship, if you're talking about, then you're going to have to go to the second place. Maybe it's to reject a relationship. And some people go, oh, no, that's horrible. Okay, that all depends on your belief systems, of course. Some relationships do not work. Some relationships serve the relationship, and then they don't serve it anymore. And then we actually get out of that relationship, but then if your beliefs kick in, religious beliefs you cannot divorce, then those beliefs are going to stay, cause you to stay in something possibly forever. And I'm okay with that. If that's what you believe, then you're going to do that anyway. Okay, so you have three different stages. You're going to accept or you're going to reject. Both of those two are very powerful in a relationship. I reject to have this, I reject to have you in my life anymore. I reject to have this behavior in my life anymore. Or I can accept this behavior. You're just wacky and I love you. <laughs> Regardless of what it is, I mean, I, I accept you, fully accept you, or I reject you. The third one is what kills us. The third one is where the devastation in the relationship happens, and that's to tolerate someone. Tolerate means I don't like it and I want it to change. I'm going to stay in it. But man, I don't like what you do and I want you to change. So that's a message for all of us right there. Do not tolerate. Either fully accept someone or fully reject someone. And I know they're scary as hell, but they work. Okay, next question. Next one is, how do you apply this concept to making more money? Oh, good one, good one. Uh, I hope I did answer that question, but I'll just focus on it for another few moments here. Um, uh, we Making money, no one here on the call, fully respecting the caller, please understand what I'm saying here. No one wants money, no one wants money for money. 
Nobody does. The desire I have for money is not to have money in my hand. There's always something above that. There's always a why of why we want to make money. Why do I want to make a lot of money? One, I love tipping a lot of money to people and just seeing their face. I'm on vacation, you know, and I just, I love being out and we've taken cabs this whole time and I love over tipping. I love having money and contributing to the world. Tipping the maid every time they come and clean the room. You know, I love giving. I love sending my money to four different charities. I feel so good when I'm able to give money. And money is what makes the world tick. I mean, I, I don't like it. I wish it wasn't that way. But you know what? It is. And so it takes money for my daughter to go to college. I wanted that to happen. So get clear on what is the why of you having money. How do you want to feel? Because it's always a feeling we're after. Now, this is a whole different seminar right here. But it's always a feeling of what we're after, you know. Um, I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want to be just filled up with love. If those are your ultimate goals, you'll be taken care of. And so it's not when we focus on money, our shot is too low. Go to why do you want to make money? What do you want to feel? Get clear on that, what the mind of man can conceive and believe. Conceive that, that you want to contribute to the world. You want to give your money away. And I don't want to go religious here, but I, I promise you, you'll find that in the Bible. That specific thought right there, that the more that we give it out, the more we will be given because we're literally a tool for it to spread. The love, the tithing, okay? So get clear on why you want to make money, okay? And get clear on that. Get your beliefs in line. One plus one equals three, and I promise it will come to you. And again, it's not going to be dropped on your lap, no, but there will be opportunities come to you. You've got to get yourself out there, open your mouth, talk to people, tell people what your dreams are, and it will come to you. All right? Enjoy your money. Next one. All right. I think this is our last one for tonight uh, that we have okay. time for. The question is, what is synergy? Define your interpretation of synergy. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. So we'll end it with this one, uh, synergy. Um, we're all connected. Synergy is understanding that, that we are all connected. So if we're all connected, that means I have to be connected to my dream right now. I have to be connected to my goals right now. Interesting, huh? That it's not I have to go out there and make it happen. I have to understand the sowing of the seeds process. That what my responsibility and achievement is. And it's not going out and making it happen. My responsibility is understanding one plus one equals three. I create the goal in my mind. I get my beliefs, that my beliefs have to be in alignment with that goal. And not just saying, oh, yeah, they are, because I had the, the dream. Oh, no. Anybody can dream. But do your beliefs line up with it? And then, of course, when that occurs, that's called synergy. And when synergy occurs, there's something much larger happens, which is the universe takes care of you, and you will be provided with whatever it is that you believe. Now, here's the key, guys, positive or negative. The universe is fair. If you want it to be negative, you can have a lot of deceit around you, a lot of disease around you, a lot of hatred around you. You will create that. It will, it will be brought to you if that's what you believe that's the kind of the world that we live in. And so it all goes back. I know I sell. I'm just sitting here thinking, my God, I'm a broken record right now. But it is. That's the one plus one equals three is a synergy, is that the conscious mind and the subconscious mind working together, the superconscious mind will make sure it comes to you. Synergy. Okay? Okay. Well, you, I've saved some time here at the end for you to do a wrap-up of the call, um, kind of go over what you talked about, and give us some takeaway points uh, for everyone to leave the call with. Okay, um, I think, you know, <clears throat> wow, okay, what are your beliefs? You know, I really would recommend that you take some time right now after this call, you know, later tonight, whenever you, tomorrow, soon, and really get down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down what are your beliefs, and there's there's basically three different realms that we can have beliefs in. What are your beliefs about yourself? What are your beliefs about your body? What are your beliefs about you? What is your esteem, your estimate of you? 
Get you get clear on your beliefs. So so important to understand synergy. What are your beliefs about you? What are your beliefs about humanity, human beings, and what are your beliefs about the universe? And just take a look. Are those beliefs in alignment with what you say you want? And if not, do the work to change your beliefs. That is the most important thing that you can do out of this whole call. And I know that's going to take some time, but don't do don't work on any other stuff. It's not this on Facebook and and all this stuff. I know we do check it, but do we check it too much? Where we could be working on more than anything our beliefs about ourselves and getting those in alignment with our dreams. Okay. Then the other one is um, get clear on what it is that you want in your lifetime. The only way you're going to experience one plus one equals three is to get clear and make a decision. Make a decision on what you want. Stand for that. Talk to people about it. Tell people what you want. You know, you hear some people go, don't tell people because they're shooting down your dreams. Well, that doesn't make, I don't care if they do or not. That doesn't change my result. That doesn't change my thoughts about it. That just tells me who's going to support me and who's not. And that's fine. Right? But go out and tell people because people love to give. So get clear on what your dreams are. Get clear on what your beliefs are. And then walk out into the world and open your mouth. Go out to dinner. Don't stay home much. And I'm not joking when I say that. I'm, you're not going to have it come to you sitting on your couch. Okay? Get up. Go out. Look at the nature. Connect. Look how beautiful the world is. Find things in this world that you can start to go, you know what? This is a magnificent place to live. This is a beautiful place, and to see the beauty in people. And when you look, you'll start to find it. You will look, you will find it. And that's where beliefs start to change immediately. Okay? Get clear on what you want. Get your beliefs in line. Get outside. Talk to people. Engage. And I'm not, I'm not saying you can connect through, uh, through email, through media. I do, that's... That does, I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying face-to-face, flesh-to-flesh, eye-to-eye is very, very powerful. And so I'm saying don't, let's not spend all of our time doing it at home and avoiding people because we do want to get out there. Okay? So those are the – I mean, I could give you so many – but I'm, I've got to stop there because right when I say that, it's like that's done. That's all – that's really what we need to do. Okay? Get clear on what you want. Get your beliefs in alignment with it. Go outside. Open your mouth. Talk to people can treat people, tell people how wonderful they are, tell the man how pretty his tie is, even if he's another man, and you'll start feeling really, really good, and you'll start attracting everything you need. All right. Uh, So, Tim, you know, we have quite a few people on the call who have not done uh, the PSI courses, uh, you know, and I was wondering if you could just share a quick bit on the PSI Basic Seminar and how some of these concepts um, apply there. Since, since we have people on the call that just don't have any reference for all of these concepts. Sure, sure. Um, the, one, the call tonight, 1 plus 1 equals 3, um, the, the absolute technique that's in the class is what's called the, uh, the trinity of consciousness. Um, some people call it the, the three levels of awareness. Um, it's been called, you know, through history. In the manuscripts of such that Mr. Willite brings in where through history, it's always been called many different things, the, the, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and it's got, you know, from present uh, psychology terms all the way, I mean, not maybe all the way back, but I remember it goes back really far, the different terms that people have called it. But it's basically that we have components that make us up that connect with universal laws. And so in the basic course, what you really get to look at is just very simply how how we work. Why do I do what I do? You know, and it's not just the things that don't work, but why do I why do I do what I do that does work? What am I doing? You know, why do I go out there and create great relationships in business? But I can't do it at home. Why? Um, why is it when I dream about something I, I don't have it happen? You know, in the basic course you just get to stop and take a look at some really deep truth about ourselves and how they relate to the the nature of man. And we get the trinity of consciousness. I remember when they did the trinity of consciousness, 
was the first, the first time I really had hope in my life, real hope. I went to a Catholic church all my life. Um, I never got the hope. Now, I learned an incredible amount from the Catholic church. I mean, believe me, I did. The religion, you know, I, I learned so much. Now, I did not learn everything there. The application of it, more of where I learned it in the, in the, the seminars. And now you combine the two, it's been wonderful. Okay, but I had hope like I'd never experienced before when I saw the Trinity of Consciousness because what I got to see in the Trinity of Consciousness was that what I have in my life right now is because of me, not because of anything else. Because of me, the way that I believe, the way that I think. Now, that might sound like, well, that's not good. But I tell you what, it was so freeing to me because I grew up looking at me, how I showed up, pushing money away, never having money, living paycheck to paycheck, relationships last about four to six months, they would leave. Now, some people go, my God, you get so many relationships. I'm like, well, nice. They don't stay. I always paycheck to paycheck in my 20s. This is not a great life, and that's when I was asked to do the basic course. Now, you think that's not a bad way to live. Well, it's not, you know, but it wasn't what I wanted. That's the point. It's not to anybody else. It's not what I wanted. And I got to see when I did the Trinity of Consciousness that, I created that because what I had lived with for most of my life was this is just the way I am. This is just, I do things this way. I was made this way. See, that's what I believed. I was made this way. And I saw other people doing things different, having great marriages, having great relationships. People have a lot of money. And I just went, that's not me, I guess. This is what I do. I came to the basic class and saw that train of consciousness and realized I was the one who created this. And the beautiful news was if I created this, now I know I can create anything I want. What I had to do is I had a basic understanding of human nature, how it works, how it all works, and what my responsibility in it was. And that's when I started changing my results. And I will continue to do it till the day I die. I will continue learning. I will continue to change my belief systems for the rest of my life. I committed to that in 1987, Saturday night. Committed to it. So... That's a concept that is the, the most prevalent one with one plus one equals three. Now, I want to say this, though, before I turn it back over to you, Kat, that that whole process of just the Trinity of Consciousness in the basic class, it's about 30 minutes, and we have three days. And so that awareness and that discovery for me in just 30 minutes, and then we went to another one. And not three days on that one, it was 30 minutes, and then we worked with it throughout the three days. So when I say that that's the main concept, I'm not saying that that's the only concept in the class. It is just one. And that's why we have many of these calls to work on all of them. So I just, you know, I really want to say this, that people who are listening on the call who have not taken the class, someone most likely has asked you to listen to this call, and I want you to hear something, if, if you will. They probably didn't want you to be on the call just to be on the call. They wanted you to probably hear about it so that you could get inspired about making some beautiful changes in your life and to do the basic course. That's probably why they ask you to do this call. So I hope that you jump in and begin a wonderful process of making some – and you might be on a path already, and that's great. You'll just facilitate that path much faster. So if you haven't done it, jump on into it. Call the person who asked you to take the class or ask you to be on this or or contact PSI Seminar some way, but get yourself in, because if you're listening to this call, there's a part of you that wants to do some work, and I hope I do some work with you. Thank you. Absolutely. What a fabulous call, Tim. I mean, thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, share your teaching with us tonight on uh, 1 plus 1 equals 3. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Kat. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You will definitely want to attend the call next month. It is scheduled for Tuesday, November 12th. We will be exploring balance and how to have more balance in your life so that you can create everything that you want. You can register now at psiteleseminars.com. That is psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. So just because this call is over doesn't mean the conversation has to end. So you can continue the discussion on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com, PSI Seminars, and share your thoughts on 
uh, one plus one equals three and what you got out of the call and how you're going to implement this concept, we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, as you may know, we post live updates during the call on Facebook, and we really we love having your input. So if you didn't already know, we also have launched the PSI Seminars app. You can access the app for iPhone and Android on iTunes or Google Play. And uh, on the app, you can find out more about the upcoming classes, such as the PSI Basic Seminar, SCI Seminar Life Success Course, and the Leadership Classes. And for those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can also go to PSISeminars.com. That's PSISeminars.com. Again, thank you for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Look forward to having you on the call next month. Have a great night.